The excitement of West Virginia high school football is starting to build to the postseason. Makes a couple of men miss, coming here to the near side, outside the numbers to the 30-yard line. Good blocking as he cuts back to the 40-yard line. He's to the midfield stripe, past the punter, down the near side, between the hash marks and the numbers, running away from a defender to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone. It's a battle of two unbeatens as the 7-0 Jefferson Cougars travel Coburn Field to take on the 8-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs. Pre-game show at 6 with the kickoff just after 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Thursday, October 21st edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Welcome into the program today, Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin today, Spencer Dupuyat. All over here as well. I, that was very. That was a bad. You intro. almost called me you. Yeah, that was a bad intro. Spencer Puig, Nick Verzellini, and today Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor, on the Rob show today. Rob does it better. Rob does do it better, but Rob's also Italian. Rob does everything better. Rob's also Italian. That's why he does everything better. Yeah. What are you? Are you not talented? Is that what you're trying to say? No, he's not Italian. That's what. Oh, he's I, thought to he say. Said, <laughs> I thought he said. Rob is a talent. I said Rob is Italian. So, so I do everything that, better than you then, too. I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and uh, I only do some things because I'm part Italian. There you go. All Spencer, right. Spencer, you have no Italian, so therefore you're oh, terrible. No I Italian. I got French, on. though. Yeah. Meh. They backed out of the war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's actually talk about stuff we're talking about on the show today. on the wrong side of the war. Okay, Nick. Let's, <laughs> let's get back to the sports mix. <laughs> we're talking the sports mix. We're talking sports, not uh, wars. Uh, well, today we got Colin McLaughlin on. Yeah, we, we already established that. <laughs> I, what? Like, it's been like a week. No, it's been no. It's been a few days. Yeah, I was on Monday. Well, I mean, the, your sports doctor segment. It's been yeah, it has been a week for that. You correct with it's that? Been a week, it's been a week. It's and been a half. week since volleyball. Uh, yeah, I feel last like Tuesday volleyball oh, yeah, stopped happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just crazy to me. All right. Well, twelve thirty, we'll be joined by Jim Klein. So we'll have the uh, Colin and Jim spectacular about uh, volleyball tonight. Looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. I uh, get to see Musselman again, the defending state champions. The defending state champions. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, obviously, at 1230 when Jim Klein comes on. But, uh, but first, we're going to play our interview here in a moment. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about uh, not Musselman. Hedgesville. You said Musselman. Hedgesville, uh, we talked. We, I caught up with head coach Matt Faircloth yesterday, but they you know, played pretty well last uh, Saturday, Friday. I can't speak today. I don't know what's going on here. They played pretty well last Friday, but they lost, but they played against a really good team, and they lost. Well, uh, yeah, a good team in terms of their ranking. Yeah, I mean, I don't they know lost 21-16, but, I mean, ranking – they were number five last week, and uh, I think they're up to four this week. So yeah, they're at four this week. Yeah, I mean, it was a game that, I, like I said earlier in the week, I think Hedges will wins that game if they're at full strength. And obviously, having to start, you know, a lot of younger players definitely affected things. But Coach Faircloth's got a—that's a game that builds confidence in your program that you're able to go up against a top five team in the state, at least uh, power rating wise, and compete with them. So I think. That helps you in terms of trying to get kids to come out for the football team. And, you know, he's starting to build kind of a winning culture because if you're able to get some of your more top athletes to come and play football, that obviously helps when you're building a program and going from a team that hadn't won a game in two years to now maybe a team that, while they may only finish with three or four wins this season, uh, you know, they'll they'll at least look back on this year and say, hey, this was a success and and they were a uh, legitimate team this year that actually had a chance of winning most weeks opposed to last year where they could barely even get a touchdown yeah exactly and here's the interview i caught up with head coach faircloth yesterday nick and colin were out at shepherd practice it's been a crazy week trying to get all these uh coaches to talk to well hopefully today after the show nick will hopefully talk with head coach of the washington patriots glenn simpson due to his schedule 
and our schedule not really working out like it usually does. But now uh, here's Coach Faircloth. Now let's welcome to the program head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles football team, Matt Faircloth. Big win for you guys, 20. We're now joined on the program by coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth. Obviously, we talked last week. You kind of said that your team was really beat up, and uh, it seems like you guys played pretty well against a tough 5-0 and or 4-0 and at the time Preston team. They're at, uh, you know, it's a 21-16 loss. You guys played a lot with them. Yeah, I mean, early on, they got us on some big shots. Uh, you know, they got they had a big-time quarterback, made some big-time throws. Um, but for us, you know, we, we fought back. We we cut it. To, we scored, made it 14-7 at the half. Uh, come out, and Riley Bug hit a 44-yard field goal to make it 14-10. And then we, we get the onside kick back, and we take the league 16-14 there in the fourth. And, you know, we just needed one more stop. And, you know, it would have been a big upset. But at the end of the day, uh, their quarterback made a big-time throw on a 37-yard corner route and put the ball where the defender couldn't get it. And, they just made one more play than than we did. So you know we're week uh, week nine here. You guys get to buy this week. Obviously, it's kind of not placed where you want it to be, but it'll be a tough Jefferson team. You guys will face next week. Are you already game planning for them? Yeah, we we've already started. You know, looking at what they're doing, and then we'll go watch them Friday night, and you know, try to find ways for us to you know find some holes in what they're trying to do and. Uh, at the end of the day, we told our kids it's another opportunity to play a you know a top top ten team, a top five team. Because I mean, back to back top five teams, and you know, for us, it's you know another opportunity to get better and, and keep building this program in the right direction. You mentioned building the program in the right direction. It's kind of seemed like the last couple of weeks have kind of pushed you guys out of, you know, being able to get into the playoffs. But obviously, to be able to build from last season and uh, right now have three wins and, you know, a couple more weeks you guys have to play. What does that say about the team this year? Just we talked about it in the beginning of the year, but you guys be able to string some wins together this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime that you go in a 19 game losing streak and you can come out and for the last, at least for the last two weeks, you know, we we take them games and we get the we get W's in those games. Now we put ourselves in the playoff. Um, you know, it, it, looking at it, if we can pull an upset against Jefferson, I, you know, it'll cut us close. And but it, for three weeks in a row, you know, we, we're giving ourselves a chance, and we just got to go out and compete. And at the end of the day, coming off 19 game losing streak, and, you know, winning three games and putting yourself in in that in that you know playoff picture is definitely big for us. And we talked last week a little bit about uh, just the injuries you guys have. Do you think you'll get anybody back next week? Yeah, we should. We should. We should be back to full strength by uh, next Friday. You know, there's, there's always stuff that happens in between, so we'll see. You know how that all goes. But right now, everybody's going to men, and we should be back to full strength coming into that Jefferson game. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk with you next week. I appreciate it. That was head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth. And uh, it's always great to catch up with Coach Faircloth. And uh, I, they're going to get a lot of their players back next week for that game. Yeah, that will help, obviously. But, you know, Jefferson's a really good team this year. And it will be a challenge. But I think Hedgesville's already proven that they can contend. So, you know, I think we'll have a better idea of, of their chances against uh, Jefferson based on this week when we see Jefferson play Martinsburg and really get a good judgment of how good Jefferson is this year. I mean, obviously they're undefeated, so you know, you don't win seven games and be a bad team by any stretch, but you know maybe their opponents weren't as good as a team like Martinsburg, but obviously Hedgesville isn't as good as a team like Martinsburg, so we'll see. Um, I think they can compete, though, You know, depending on how this week goes. We'll have a better idea of the Jefferson's level. I you got to remember in the uh, first half, it was Hedgesville that was actually competing just a little bit with Martinsburg. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was only 21 nothing, and it would have been yeah, most it likely been a couple 20, more. It could have been 21 9 if they if had they their had, kickers. Exactly. And their kicker made a, made a big field goal this last game. Yep. That's so. exactly what I was going to add. They were without all three of the kickers that they would typically have due to them all playing on a Hedgesville soccer team. So puts into question they probably still would have lost i mean martinsburg definitely woke up and dominated the uh second half but you've seen a lot of positives from this uh hedgesville eagles uh football team that you didn't see last season yeah definitely and let's switch over to the other coach we talked with head coach of the spring mills cardinals josh sims and they're coming off that loss to martinsburg but it, it was a 
wasn't a bad loss. A lot of good things happened in that game for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, they had some success uh, offensively. They impressed me in terms of what they were able to do early on. And they're a young team. They uh, are still in position to potentially make a playoff run as well. So, you know, there's a lot that Spring Mills is fighting for right now, tied at 18th with Musselman, uh, just two spots out of the postseason. So uh, I'm interested to see what he had to say this week. And uh, here he is, head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. We're now joined on the program by head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. Obviously a tough game last week against Martinsburg, but you saw a lot of good things from your team in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, like you said, whenever you're playing at Martinsburg, um, you're just going to get challenged. So, uh, you know, you got to take the positives kind of that you can find. And we did see some positives, especially out of some young kids that, win there against, against, you know, obviously the number one team in the state and, uh, you know, made a couple plays. One specific one would be uh, your quarterback, a freshman quarterback. He seemed like he, he did make some mistakes, but he seemed like he did a lot of good things against one really good Martinsburg defense. He did. And, and, and you know, that's been the thing with Max all year. Um, and, and the thing we've been really happy about is, uh, you know, he avoids a big mistake. So, uh, you know, he was able to do that Friday night. And, you know, uh, again, especially coming out of a young, young kid, uh, there's a lot of signs there, you know, that the, the future's very bright. And uh, when you guys obviously have a lot of offensive weapons, but able to do something that Martinsburg really does against other teams is, you know, hurt other teams on special teams with that kick return for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, and, and that's something we've, we've had a, kind of a hard time with all year. You know, we, we, we've made, uh, you know, unfortunately some big mistakes on special teams. So, you know, for our kids to uh, you know, have an opportunity to make a big play and, and have an opportunity to see, uh, you know, just how much, uh, you know, a big play on special teams can, can kind of change, you know, kind of your feeling about the game uh, in regards to momentum and things like that. So, you know, obviously, yeah, it was, it was great to see, uh, you know, Tyrell uh, break that thing and, and make a big special teams play. And then another guy we obviously got to talk about on offense is Jameer Hunter, just a, a junior, going to have him back next season. And he, he does some great things on the field for you guys. He does. You know, he, he ran a real nice slant there uh, in that first quarter and caught that 72-yarder. And, you know, that's something, you know, we saw from Jameer last year as well um, in regards to, uh, you know, when he was playing with Keon as a sophomore. Um, you know, it, it's been a little more difficult to – uh, getting him involved in times. He got injured uh, very early on in the season, um, you know, when he was actually playing quarterback and uh, took him uh, kind of a minute to kind of get, the, you know, that calf right um, to where he could really explode off it. And I think he's finally got healthy. And we've kind of – we finally solidified the quarterback position back there with Max. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a multi-factor thing there. Um, but, you know, yeah, once again, just like with Tyrell and with Max, you know, uh, you know, we're very pleased with, uh, you know, Jameer and I uh, was happy to see him make a big play Friday night. And uh, obviously three weeks left in the regular season. You got to start looking at the uh, power rankings that come out. And uh, you guys tied at 18th with Musselman, obviously right there on the fringe, getting close to 16. And, you know, you face the team that's uh, right in front of you guys at the in the final week of the season, Morgantown. So not looking forward to that game right yet. But uh, just the fact that you guys are right there in the mix for the last couple of playoff spots. Yeah, and, you know, we talked to the kids a lot about this after the game. And, you know, obviously, you know, Monday, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, we told the kids, it, it, we're in the playoffs. You know, at, at this point for us, it, 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 it's winter go home. So, uh, you know, our playoffs started uh, at uh, 9.30 Friday, uh, last Friday night, um, you know, after that Martinsburg game. So, you know, obviously we'll take it a game at a time, but we're definitely approaching uh, everything from here on out with the urgency that it's winter go home. And looking forward to this Friday, you guys face a North Hagerstown team that obviously has faced some EPAC teams this year. But what have you seen so far, you know, in the ta reviewing the tape uh, of uh, of North Hagerstown? Yeah, you know, I, I know their quarterback can sling it around um, uh, pretty good. You know, they, they have some talent on offense, some ability to make some uh, throw the ball around and make some big plays. Um, you know, probably the biggest thing, you know, that I've noticed is, is, you know, they're very big up front on both sides of the ball. Um, so it's one of, one of those things where, you know, uh, we, we are going to be uh, uh, outsized, you know, with them. So, you know, uh, up front on, on D-line and O-line, we're going to have to do a very good job of, uh, uh, you know, winning the first step, uh, exploding out of our stance and, and staying low. 
So yeah, you mentioned some of the stuff you have to do, but what are the like what are the keys uh, offensively that you guys are going to have to do to get a win? Yeah, well, offensively, we've got to eliminate the penalties. Um, you know, it, it, it's killed us every week. Uh, you know, last week we had 11 penalties for 55 yards. Uh, so offensively, we we got to uh, eliminate the penalties and start getting ourselves in first and 15s and second and 20s and things like that. You know, we got to we got to be in a situation where we're more second and sixes. You know, and second and sevens. You know, things things where we can kind of grind the game out. Um, you know, hold on to the football and, and, and control the game. You know, defensively, again, you know, we've got to do a better job of avoiding getting up a big play. Uh, you know, I, I know that in the secondary, we, we've had a very hard time a couple uh, in a couple games this year at giving up the big play. And I think you saw that last week, and you definitely saw it, you know, against Musselman. So, with Hagerstown's, you know, their quarterback's ability to throw the ball around a little bit, um, we, we definitely got to uh, make, make sure we're doing our assignments in the secondary. And once again, with special teams, it's just got to be sound. You know, we got to avoid big mistakes. And, you know, like always, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can uh, get a score out of special teams. All right, Coach. Well, best of luck this week, and we'll talk with you next week. All right. Thanks, sir. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. There we go. Talked with Josh Sims yesterday. Uh, they'll play North Hagerstown, and this North Hagerstown team is not doing too well this year. Uh, they did lose to Jefferson earlier in the year, but they, I think they only have like one or two wins on the season. So winnable game this week for yeah. Spring Mills. Um, that can kind of maybe keep get them, you to four or five hundred on the season. Yeah, can get you to five hundred on the season, but then keep them right there on the edge. Yeah, and maybe even depending on what happens toward the bottom of the yeah. the playoff standings right now, you know, they could move back into that sixteenth or fifteenth spot. Uh, you know, or Musselman, we know they have a lot of challenges left on their schedule, so it'll be interesting to see how, how these last few weeks work out it will definitely be interesting to see how these last few weeks work out as we're heading to break segment sponsored in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com we come back we'll talk a little uh, wizards get the big win last night or first win of the season last night and then we'll talk washington football team news something that i wanted to happen a long time ago well, like two months ago, happened yesterday. That's next on the Sports Mix. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. 
It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams play host to Westchester for homecoming. There goes Ronnie Brown into the secondary. 30, 25, 20, still on his feet. Cuts it back at the 10, and he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepherd! What a move by Ronnie Brown. Pulse with the cleanup block. The 6-1 Shepherd University Rams play host to the 5-2 Westchester Golden Rams. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll do a little quick hit segment here. And uh, we'll talk a little Wizards. They were able to get their season opening win last night, 98-83 to over the Toronto Raptors. Wes Unsell Jr.'s coaching debut. And, uh, you know, they're now 1-0 on the season. They have their home opener Friday at 7 p.m. against the Pacers. Uh, overall, good game. It was a double-digit win, 15-point uh, win. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I said the other day how what I wanted to see out of this team was defense, and they held Toronto to just 83 points. Now, obviously, this isn't a great Toronto team. Uh, they've lost a lot from the championship team they had a few years ago, but you hear you see all the other scores from around the NBA, and most of them were in the 110s, 125. You're not going to hold a team to 83 every night, but if you can you know, focus on defense and play good defense, that will help you out a lot. Uh, because the Wizards do have ability uh, to, you know, obviously score. They have one of the best scorers in the NBA in Bradley Beal. So, um, yeah, defense was a key for them, and that was good to see last night. One interesting thing, Corey Kispert didn't get any minutes, but he's kind of in a tough situation with their small forward rotation. And when Rui gets back, too, I mean, that's going to make it even tougher for Kispert to get on the court. But it's kind of interesting that the first-round pick didn't get any time out there last night. Well, Chris Unsell Jr. is not messing – or Chris. <laughs> Chris. Wes Unsell Jr. is not messing around. He's going to make sure every player is ready to play. I feel like if this was past Wizards team, he would have played a lot. Maybe. Past Wizards coaches would have had him play. If you remember, Otto game. Porter barely played his rookie season That's as well. True. Yeah. You got any thoughts, Colin? I was just going to say, yeah, Bradley Beal, of course, uh, being the leading scorer for the Wizards with 23 points. And then uh, Montrezl Harrell, the center off the bench, being the second leading scorer with uh, 22 points. Big night from him. He, he got, played 26 minutes, so maybe we'll see him in the uh, starting lineup tomorrow. He also up because he was talking well, yeah. to uh, Drake on the you – know, the rapper Drake was sitting courtside because he's a big Toronto guy from – from Toronto, a uh, big Raptors guy who's sitting courtside. I think he might even be a part owner. Uh, not too certain about be, right? that. I don't but, know. But uh, he – I guess they were chirping back and forth at each other. So Harold's an enforcer, man. But he'll, he'll stay on the bench, Colin, because he's usually a sixth man. Uh, that's typically his, been his role throughout his career. So they'll probably keep him on the bench. Uh, he's also a little bit undersized for center. So they'll, they'll yeah. probably keep him as the sixth man. He's like a center power forward. But um, – I, I like what Harold's able to bring to this team. A tough player that uh, can, you know, bring some good points down low for them when they need it. Yeah, they're just going to need to improve uh, with the three-point game. Five for 27. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of – the Wizards don't always, it seems like, they never have for the last few years been able to play a complete game, all phases of the ball. Uh, usually last year wasn't – they didn't play a lot of defense. So, they gave up true. a lot of points last year in each game. All right, well, let's switch topics quickly. Talk a little bit about news that broke yesterday at 10 a.m. before the show. Had a packed show yesterday. Didn't get to talk about it. Uh, but w- the Washington football team, more specifically Ron Rivera, said he made this move personally. They moved on from veteran kicker Dustin Hopkins, who's been there since 2017, and signed untested kicker from the practice squad, Chris Blewett. And I can't wait for something to go wrong and it's going to be Chris blew it blew it you can't wait for that aren't you a football team I, fan don't you want them to be yeah successful? but I mean they don't have they had they they sign an untested kicker uh although I have to say going back else to they gonna get out there going back to when we had I had a rant remember my rant from a couple months ago now how could I forget <laughs> it was iconic iconic rant I almost wanted to pull it out and play it but we don't have a lot of time um finally it happened I don't know what the switch was, but like two weeks ago, he said he was everything was fine, and now 
it's not fine. So he finally made the move, but he should have made the move in training camp, brought in some competition. Yeah, the timings was definitely weird. Yes, Hopkins missed a field goal in the uh, game against the Chiefs, but did that really change anything? I mean, your offense was shut out in the entire second half, and your defense fell apart as well to allow three touchdowns for Kansas City to have that win. So, yeah, I liked that he brought in competition, but I don't know if Chris Blewett is the uh, correct answer. answer. Yeah, Yeah, I don't either. Um We've hit the next segment, end of the segment. The segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding. 360 Hack Wilson Way. Family owned and operated. Uh, and Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll talk with the coach, Jim Klein. He'll be on the line and we'll talk some EPAC volleyball action. Finally getting back into that tonight on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. That's next on the Sports Mix. My thoughts to bark like hounds I focus on my breathing And the universal sound Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. This is Ben Copenhaver, your local alarm professional at Dynamark Atlantic Security. Did you know that home break-ins are 6% more likely during the day? That's right. The bad guys know when you're away, and they are smarter than you think. Dynamark Atlantic Security has the security solutions for you. Don't commit the error when the game is on the line. Phone me today at 304-671-2158 to learn how to play good defense against the bad guys. Dynamark Atlantic Security. Call today at 304-671-2158. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I'm about to lose my mind. You've been gone for so long. I'm running out of time. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's been a while since we've played that song. It's been since last Tuesday since we've had the duo on. We've had Colin on, what, I think six times in the last week. Uh, but now we've got the coach, Jim Klein, back on the line. How you doing, coach, Jim? Man, man I'm doing great. I got a trivia question for you. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay. What does or what do Ron Artest Facebook, and the Washington football team all have in common? That's not really a trivia question. Come on, man. Somebody's got to come up with this. I don't know. Name change, baby. Ron Artesti (laughs) game, Meta World Peace. The Zuck announced on the 19th the big name change, Facebook, to, to better serve the metaverse. 
and Washington football, who knows what the name of their team could be, right? In, in six months, it could be something completely different. The, 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 the assault or what, what were the, the other choices? But the sports world is everywhere, and the metaverse of Facebook is just, just a part of it. Yes, it is, and uh, it's been a while. We haven't had you on the air since last Tuesday to talk some EPAC volleyball. Then, I believe that was a Muscleman Spring Mills contest. And tonight, you guys have Muscleman at Martinsburg, the rescheduled game from last Thursday. Uh, what are you looking for in this contest as the uh, TV10 analyst? Well, I think that Spring Mills frustrated Muscleman. There were multiple service errors. Uh, Spring Mills actually was competitive in the match. Uh, Their block, I thought, disrupted some of Musselman's offense, which slowed the pace of the game. Ultimately, Musselman has so many, so many uh, weapons that they could prevail. Martinsburg brings the same set of height to the, the table, but also they have more weapons than perhaps the Spring Mills. So Martinsburg needs to focus on playing error-free, not sending free balls, which is something we saw in that dreaded Washington match, that they've got to keep the ball in play and press offensive, and, and, and hopefully they can, uh, they can uh, keep Musselman on their heels because if they're running their offense high-octane, they're going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, and to go off that, even as you said, Musselman a uh, little bit frustrated after Spring Mills. They went to a tournament this past weekend down in Hilton Head, South Carolina as well. And uh, I heard from Phil McCoy, the father of uh, Ada McCoy, the freshman on Musselman's uh, team. That's probably some of their uh, toughest opponents that they have faced all year. So maybe that's a wake-up call for uh, them and gives them a nice push to go into – eventually the postseason here in the state of West Virginia. I believe they went two and three or something, one and three maybe. There in South Carolina, I'd have to uh, double-check my notes later on today, but it was definitely a struggle for them and obviously something that, as I said, might be a wake-up call to help Musselman uh, the rest of the season and into the postseason. Yeah, when when the ball only travels across the net one or two times, you get it's it's too easy to get complacent. And what happens is you find your players standing flat-footed or different things like that. I actually did talk to Phil McCoy last Wednesday morning, and he said the same thing. They they, they lose focus. That they, they want to play fast. They want to have the big kill. They want to have the big swing. And I think you know, Colin, you you might have a better memory than me, but it was like I think it might have been not even been till the third set where. Hannah Howard had a monstrous kill, and it was from the 10 line. It's not like she was getting set in the front row. Actually, Ada McCoy had some real big hits, and I don't think that Spring Mills was expecting the freshman to come in and, and, and do that kind of damage. And that's where I talk about the, the weapons that Musselman has, which makes it very difficult, even when they're down, to be able to fight through. But c- continually moving, being prepared, those are all things that Phil talked about. Jim, how how helpful do you think it is for a school like Musselman to try to challenge themselves outside of the state of West Virginia and get some quality opponents, especially when they get closer to playoff time and, and getting ready to make another run at the state championship? Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that we were not afforded the privilege of or opportunity of back in, in my day. Maryland's rules were very strict. We tried to schedule matches against Centennial and Wheaton and the other major powers in the state of Maryland, and they just wouldn't let us go into Prince George's County or Montgomery County. The fact that Musman not only gets to travel around the state but out of state, that is that is just fantastic, and it's got to help these kids. It's got to be an eye-opener. Conversely, it can also work against them if they find themselves lethargic flat-footed, different things like that. It's got to be very hard to motivate them when they're frustrated because of complacency. So I would think that coming back from that tournament, being knocked down a peg, they went from ranked 187th in the United States last Tuesday. As of today, they're ranked 271st. So they dropped almost 100 points in the national standings when you think about 3,000 teams in the United States, it's still very impressive. And I could not find any other West Virginia teams even ranked in the top 700. But Musselman, hands down, is number one in the state. Hedgesville's ranked number four. Martinsburg tonight ranked 21st. 
what that means is is that if Musselman isn't careful and not executing, they could get beaten once, maybe even twice in the next week. They've got to be careful. They've got to keep their foot in the gas pedal. Yes, they have Martinsburg tonight, and then next week you get to face uh, Hedgesville and Smithsburg, your former team that you coached, uh, Jim. What do you expect from those two opponents for Musselman? Well, I, you know, I, I think that, that Nick hit the, the the nail on the head. I mean, Musselman had a great opportunity to go travel against a very, very good talent. They should come back refocused, remotivated, and Martinsburg's going to need to play a very good match tonight. They've got a shot. It's EPAC. There's going to be emotion. It's their last home match. Uh, technically, it could be their last home match. So they've got to they've got to bring it tonight. Smithsburg starting four freshmen. I talked to, to Coach Bakedel uh, this morning, um, had a lengthy conversation with her. This is something that they would consider a rebuilding year, which I scoff at because of the fact that their middle school program, and we were watching the Muscleman JV team and, and last Tuesday, and one of the comments that was made is their JV team probably can beat 30 or 40% of the varsity teams that, that they might face. So, and actually, uh, Musselman's JV team won a JV tournament last week. Um, I, I think that Hedgesville proposes a very serious challenge because of Skyler Yates. I think that Martinsburg, with their size, poses a challenge. Smithsburg remains to be seen. I've not seen them play, but they have a heritage. They've won, I think it's 10 out of the last 13 Class 1A state championships in Maryland. And winning begets winning. I mean, it's a tradition. So even starting four freshmen, they've got to be talented in that program. So I would hope that they're going to scrap with them. So I somewhat agree that Martinsburg definitely has the size to be able to possibly put up a match tonight against Musselman. But in my head, and I want to hear what your thoughts as well are, is do they have the athleticism to do it with their height? Yeah, and that's a great question. And we watched, you know, Spring Mills. You, you, you almost could say the same thing. But we kept watching free ball after free ball being dumped into the front half of the court. So Spring Mills and their athleticism, they never had time to transition from the free ball to a defensive formation. And then they got confused in man-to-man blocking assignments when Musselman ran the quicks. Martinsburg's got to be smart. If they're not as athletic as Musselman, then they've got a zone block. So you've got to put your nose on the attacking hand of the player in front of you, and you have to be prepared to go up one-on-one, getting as big and wide as you can to try and prevent the attacker from hitting the ball straight. The angles are where the defense comes into play. It slows the trajectory of the ball, makes it easier to get a dig or to get a body part on the ball to bring it back into play. They just kept dumping free ball after free ball inside of 15 feet. So there was it, the, the play could move so much more faster than the athleticism came into play. Maybe Martinsburg needs to concentrate on deep corners, setting their defense up, giving themselves a chance to play defense if they send free balls. Obviously, the best-case scenario would be hit the crap out of the ball, and then you don't have to worry about all this free ball nonsense. But that's predicated upon a good first contact and then a good set. One thing here that uh, looking at our schedule of broadcast uh, of stuff that we're doing, four straight Musselman games. We're in the middle of – we're at halfway tonight. Tonight would be two. So I expect uh, Collins' skills next week when it comes to knowing the roster, knowing everything, I expect him to be 100% on. What do you think, Jim? Uh, he, the doctor is always <laughs> up for the call. I, I mean, he knows – what's going on. And I tell you what, I give him outstanding credit to have the foresight. I mean, he emailed this schedule back very early in September before anyone could have predicted that Hedgesville would be where they are or Martinsburg. And then the fact that Musselman puts Smithsburg on the map and that he added that to the schedule. Clearly he had some foresight, good prognostication, because this is a great end-of-season schedule. Although Musselman is one of the primary participants or the most consistent participant, we're still getting to see all, you know, two of the, the best teams in the EPAC and then a very competitive school from Washington County, Maryland. Yeah, definitely. And when you look at, uh, you know, you talk about Hedgesville, obviously that's going to be a big context next Tuesday uh, for the Apple men because – 
it's you know it's probably their biggest competition in the EPAC. Yeah, and last year Musselman fell. I mean, I mean, like that's the thing. They they did. They lost to Spring Mills last year. Hedgesville was competitive. Martinsburg beat Hedgesville. So you just don't know how this is going to play out. Anything could happen, and this becomes a very fragile part of the season. Not only are you trying to refine and improve, you also have to be careful not to peak too soon, not to have taken a step backwards as you're entering the most competitive part of your season. I think there's any or Colin I'll let you answer this too maybe a team outside the EPAC I mean we know Hedgesville is really good but when it comes to playoff time uh, that could potentially challenge Musselman before even the state championship or you know presuming once they get into the playoffs uh, some some teams out there that you you think could be uh, you know a challenge for Musselman outside the EPAC Colin yeah uh, maybe you just look at the rankings right now as I just pulled them up. Uh, Shady Spring and Morgantown are in the number two and number three spots in the rankings. And then George Washington's fifth, who is uh, the team that Musselman beat for the state championship last year and who Hedgesville lost to in the uh, semifinals last year to prevent them from facing uh, Musselman in the state tournament. So there's always some teams that seem like they could put up a chance just like I guess to compare it football-wise, there's always some teams that you maybe question could put up a chance against uh, Martinsburg football-wise. But Musselman, when you come at the King, you better not miss. Same with Martinsburg. And so far, I I still don't fully see a team that can actually come at Musselman and uh, beat them in the state. Yeah, and and that's a great question. And and your commentary, I think, is spot on. GW beat Musselman in a state title game on November 17, 2019. GW extended Musselman to five sets last year. Remember, uh, Musselman uh, lost sets two and three. They were down two to one against GW last year. Musselman came back and won the fourth set 26-24 which appeared to have taken all of the wind out of GW sales because Musselman won 15-5 in the, in the deciding set. So if you look at it on paper, GW in the fourth set, where they were two points away, they had to be tied at 24-all, they were two points away from winning back-to-back titles. It, it, is Musselman going to get the title? Absolutely. You cannot declare them state champions yet. They, they're going to have to walk the walk and you know, follow through because they, they were not a resounding state champion last year. That is a great point, Jim. And uh, you'll have more uh, more volleyball philosophy tonight on the pregame show starting at 545 on TV 10, locally on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties and on WRNR TV on YouTube. And thanks for coming on, Jim, and we'll see you later. Hey, see you guys. Thanks a lot. That was Jim Klein, TV 10 volleyball, soccer, and freshman football analyst, Jim Klein. Uh, we have reached the final... Uh, break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. We come back. We'll talk NCAA conference realignment. That's next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! 
WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is starting to build to the postseason. Makes a couple of men miss coming here to the near side, outside the numbers to the 30-yard line. Good blocking as he cuts back to the 40-yard line. He's to the midfield stripe, past the punter, down the near side between the hash marks and the numbers, running away from a defender to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone. It's a battle of two unbeatens as the 7-0 Jefferson Cougars travel to Coburn Field to take on the 8-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs. Pre-game show at 6 with the kickoff just after 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your October 21st segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And quickly we'll hit some uh, some playoff baseball as kind of shocking the way this has played out for a lot of sports fans. I mean, not if you're not really if you're an Atlanta fan. Uh, but Atlanta up three to one, and they're put, you know, they're putting the Dodgers on the brink. Dodgers got to win three straight games. Tonight's game five eight oh eight p.m. on TBS. Well, they were up three one last year That's in true. this same scenario. So, in baseball especially, you know, it's it's very possible to come back from a three one deficit. Obviously, the Red Sox uh, came back way back when I think it was three zero in like two thousand four to win the World Series. So or to beat the Yankees and then win the World Series. So, you know, it, it's very possible, but obviously it, it is very difficult to win. Um, you know, but it's been done before, probably more so in baseball than any other major sport. Um, so I wouldn't count the Dodgers out yet. And, uh, you know, the Braves have a good team. The, they're in a position to close it out, but you, you can't – count out a team with that much talent like the LA Dodgers and that much good pitching because you could easily have you know three straight games where you just shut down Atlanta completely and get your offense going and and win this series after being down 3-1 but it would obviously be very disappointing for Braves fans and uh, players if they blow back-to-back 3-1 leads against the Dodgers in the NLCS exactly you got any thoughts I, I was going to go off and just say as well uh with the Dodgers pitching and I was going to look at who possibly was starting for them tonight but it's still undecided because obviously as you said Spencer they're facing elimination now so you have to bring out the best possible pitcher that you we can see sure each and every night I, I don't know because typically you see in baseball a rotation but when it comes playoff time and you're on the brink of elimination that goes all out the window, and it's whoever's rested enough. Maybe you just keep going in the bullpen and just do three, three, three inning. I don't, I don't know yeah, what don't their strategy is going to be, but whoever it is I mean, gets to face Max Fried tonight for you Atlanta. Could do that only because if they were to force a game six, that would be Saturday. So you'd have a day off if you pitched, you know, maybe two innings, two innings, two innings, and then got a, maybe a starter in there for three innings or something. I'm, I'm not too sure. But, you know, they really lost that game yesterday, uh, 9-2, to two, uh, not good. Uh, Braves had four home runs. Uh, then we'll transition to the other game, which has Houston leading 3-2 to two after a 9-1 victory last night. And that game uh, was in Boston. So they'll play tomorrow night at game six, and that could be a decisive game six. And that's in Houston. Yeah, the Astros finally figured out how to uh, quiet that Boston Red Sox offense. Uh, what we saw three grand slams already from Boston in, uh, I believe games what three and four, I think it was. So it makes you question 
when they get back to Houston, which Boston Red Sox team are we going to see? Obviously, I'd like to see it go seven games. It's been a uh, pretty fun series so far. And even though I said the Astros in the World Series, I, I don't like either team, so it doesn't fully matter. I just want a fun series there. But it'll be interesting, and same with the National League. The Dodgers on elimination, I had them winning the World Series, but the Braves, it'd be cool to see somebody different from the National League in it. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more probably, and maybe we'll touch on baseball tomorrow. Uh, we'll probably touch on this game that this uh, game tonight between the Braves and Dodgers a little bit probably towards the end of the show tomorrow, but tomorrow will be a football edition of the show. But I want to quickly touch on something that we've kind of touched on all week, and it's really becomes official, or it has become official today. Uh, the AAC has announced expansion. Uh, their board of governors met this morning, or presidents. I'm not too sure how their, their conference works. They've officially announced the addition of six conference USA schools, being Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA. That's set to start play in the conference in 2023. And I was reading something earlier. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, their TV contract goes up to like, I think, $2 million or $3 million. What was it, Nick? I was talking to you about that. I think you said like $3 million or something. Yeah. And their conference, current conference USA TV thing, each with $600,000. So think about the money that's just, it's going to be worth the investment to have to buy yourself out of conference USA. It looks like, too, that, you know, Marshall and Southern Miss, there's a good chance they join. Uh, the Sun Belt, maybe even Western or, or LaTeX, join them as well. But I mean, this new look American is is not very good. No, uh, you got you know your best schools are probably SMU, Temple, and USF, and then UAB's been solid in Conference USA. But um, you know, it's it's not a very appealing conference. I think the Sun Belt would be a good move for the herd. Yeah. Uh, Think you could bring in Southern Miss and then maybe bring in Liberty or you know yeah, the, have the rumors Liberty JMU are kind of being fought for by the Sun Belt and Conference USA. So pretty much you know decide who I That'd guess be a good spot for JMU to come up from. Uh, I think it would be too. One A because they won't be there for that many years. And then you think this opens the door for North Dakota State in the next yep. couple of years to come up. Well, that's been today's edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Coach Sims, Coach Faircloth, and Jim Klein for coming on. Also, Colin McLaughlin. Tomorrow will be a Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix. And we'll talk to you in 23 hours.